Excuse me. Watch what the fuck you going. I ain't see you. <laughs> I don't see why not. We haven't met each other properly. We might not have met each other proper, but I know enough about you. These walls been whispered. Hey, they. Be careful about them whispers. They ain't always well acquainted with the truth. Could you leave tomorrow? What make you think of that? <laughs> These walls got ears. Mouths, too. family thank you for tuning in to episode 28 of season four of the hunger podcast a philly-based culture and society podcast from a black queer perspective i'm your host i'm your producer i'm your favorite life coach and tennis bay eric cole you can find this podcast on your favorite podcasting and social media platforms simply by searching at Hungapod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. Yo, I'm telling you, it is a beautiful day. It's been a beautiful weekend here in Philadelphia, but it is hot. Today's high is 92, but it feels like 100. Me and the uh, tennis homies here in the city had a little tournament over the weekend. Um, so I've been out there playing in it like a dumbass, <laughs> but we we're waiting until the sun goes down a little bit. We don't start playing until about five thirty six, so it's not as hot compared to a one o'clock or a two o'clock in the afternoon. But for anybody listening, if you are out there, please just make sure you're hydrating, hydrate, hydrate. One bottle of water is not enough. You know what? You, you okay? Grab two. I'm, I love to have one bottle, my lemon water, and then my second bottle, just, you know, regular spring water. Do whatever it is you have to do for you. Self-care. <laughs> have your backup or backups if you're out here in this heat. So I'm back with another solo episode. Let's get into the hung-ups of this week. First and foremost, big shout out to Sweet Belle. Sweet Bell is a black women-owned business collaboration between Janelle and Martika. This past weekend, I caught up with them and I went live on Instagram on location at Sweet Bell, which is a beautiful shop out in Ashton, Pennsylvania. As soon as I walked in, I loved it because it just, one, smelled so good in there. Oh, my God. You, you all have to check out their black-owned candles in the, in the selection that they have in there. But secondly, it just wasn't overcrowded. You know, they both have merchandising experience, and that really comes out in the store. It's not overcrowded. Everything is nicely, neatly placed. It's given very boutique. I'm so proud of Janelle and Latika. We are hung up over here at Hung Up Podcast. Y'all know I couldn't help myself. I had to get a few things. So I picked up... A cashmere soap, some beard oil, a peppermint lip scrub, 
all of that is on Instagram Live. You guys should check it out. Number one, what do you hope your customers will get out of the Speak Bell experience when they come in and they, sh- whether they, because it doesn't always turn into a purchase, that no. first trip. And that's fine. But regardless of it being a purchase or not, what do you hope people get out of that experience? You know, it's funny you say that because I think everything has turned into a purchase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, because people come here for one thing and then they see everything that we have and then we get into all of the people and they're just like, oh, the same feeling you got when you came in here. We get that a lot. I get that feeling when I come in here like, we built this. Like, this is amazing. But like, it just, we wanted to create something that felt good. And we wanted your purchase to feel good. Like, you're supporting another small business. You're supporting another black-owned business. Like, we wanted you to feel good about that, number one. We wanted to provide quality products, number two. So when you leave here, you're happy with what you receive. But the overall vibe in here is, like, people come in here and sit in here and talk to us. Like, yeah, as, as Shalana, brother, he came in here and was sitting here eating our chips. Just having a time. <laughs> <So> while they <laughs> sitting here wow. eating chips, like, just chilling. So we wanted that vibe. We wanted to feel like... You're welcome here. This is a place yeah. we could talk. We because could. We go to a lot of stores, especially now. They watch. They, they're watching. Like, we are. Our money is on for something. Right. Like, don't trust us. <laughs> so we want you to come in and feel comfortable. We got right. to have so you're helping me, but we're not on top of it. Right. You take your time at your pace. Right. Well, touch, feel, to wine. Yeah. <laughs> Unwind. Yeah, so it's just the overall uh, overall feeling of feeling good. Feeling good that you supported a business, a black-owned business, a small business. Feeling good just from the vibe that you got from here, our customer service. Yeah. Just all, just feel good. Just a feel-good vibe. Well, shit, that was my last question. It was like, <laughs> tell us about the Sweet Bell vision. But well, I feel like you kind of touched on it. I mean, that. I did, but it's, it's yeah. the vision. Again, big shout out to Janelle and Latika, two beautiful black women. And I can't wait to be back out there because you all have some really cool events coming up. And I already told you, I would love to be a part of it. And speaking of products, if anyone out there is listening, would like me to do a product review on Instagram or on this podcast, DM the show or email hunguppod at gmail.com. I'm just getting into ads and I want to do product reviews. So if you're interested in some type of collaboration, hit me up. I would love to work with you. And you can find the ladies over at Sweet Bell on Instagram at Shop Sweet Bell. Again, if you find the video on the Instagram live, I have all the tags, all the mentions right there. So everything's right there for you. So not this past weekend, but the weekend before, I had a really good time. Shout out to Patrick Harris. You know, he's been on the show. I've also had him on live. He has the new book out, The First Five, A Love Letter to Teachers. He came in town and we hung out. It was really good to see him. Um, We saw Nope, Jordan Peele's new movie. Have y'all seen this? It's been out for a few weeks now. I'm just wondering what your thoughts are. It's a lot of mixed emotions. out. Well, not really. I, I feel like in, on Twitter, you see the people who either love the movie or they were just like, mm, it was Jordan Peele. I expected a little bit more. Big shout out to Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer. I appreciated seeing them play some characters out of their element a little bit. The movie itself was just eerie and creepy. Um, You had moments of silence 
you had moments where you just feel the emptiness of being out in the middle of nowhere and there's something going on, the unknown. I think those are aspects um, of the movie, even the cinematography. I think those are aspects of movies that can add to the element of the eeriness and, and fear that we don't always talk about. I need Bobby back on the show to break, because I'm sure he would break it down. <laughs> um, we actually had a really good episode back in July of last year. Bobby, actually, it was the first episode of season four, Queer Voices in Horror. Check it out if you haven't already. It was a really great episode. I loved hearing about the history of horror cinema. Um... And also, you know, even a current perspective on horror from someone who's black and queer. We don't get that a lot. So check out that episode. Check out Bobby Therese. So again, I just like the movie because it was different. It definitely, it wasn't what I expected. Spoiler alert, I was expecting a little bit more in-your-face fear. Whereas with this movie... It was a little bit more, it wasn't as obvious all the time. USAToday.com did a nice little breakdown too, if you want to check it out. Starting from the title, Nope, which is taken directly from how we, Black folks, respond to situations where we're a little frightened or we're not sure what the hell is going on. We'd be like, Nope. <laughs> the fuck, the chimpanzee. Oh my God, that scene, the shoe. What? And it's not far-fetched because chimpanzees will tear you up. Google Charla Nash, 2009. Okay. The USA Today article talks about Stephen Young and his relationship to the monkey and to the UFO. And it was good to see Stephen again, especially after, you know, for my Walking Dead fans, we know. They did him they did him real dirty. So it was good to see my man. And the fact that the antagonist of the movie didn't walk off of the spaceship, which I thought was gonna happen, it was the spaceship itself. The spaceship is eating folks up. Nice little plot twist for the UFO enthusiasts and UFO curious folks out there. That same weekend, we got tickets to see Lettucey at The Man here in Philadelphia, West Philly. Lettucey sings Nina with the Philadelphia Orchestra at the TD Pavilion. Oh, let me tell y'all something. Wow, just, it was just magical. It was the perfect night, the perfect evening. You had a nice breeze, full breeze coming through West Philadelphia Lettucey, like I said, had a full orchestra. That was just an experience. I truly enjoyed the evening. Listening to that music reminded me of what we can do when we just stop and be. Because the orchestra was just, it was so many different people from so many different backgrounds. I saw white people, I saw Korean, Chinese, black. And the way they just came together with those instruments, and the sound at the end, everybody in the audience was benefiting from it. So I'm like, wow, I'm just observing. Like, this. see, this is what we can do when we stop 
dabbling in the nonsense and the bullshit. This, this is the type of shit that we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> this is how you find joy and pleasure in life. This is the type of shit that we do to find joy and find pleasure. So again, Lettucey was gorgeous. Just gorgeous, stunning. Had a red lip, a kimono that was red and gold. The shoes were... Everything was just flowing. Everything, everything. And it was just, you know... Lettucey's a good storyteller, too. This was my first time seeing her live. Um, She talked about her story of how she found Nina. Her mom walking in in the morning, (laughs) going around the house, banging on a pot with a wooden spoon, singing Mississippi Goddamn. She thought her mom had wrote the song. (laughs) But... Lettucey really paid homage to Nina. She said Nina saved her life. Lettucey took us down to the juke joint with her music. She sang songs that allowed us to see the sensual side of Nina because she was a woman, a full woman, okay? Lettucey gave us French. But if you know Nina, you know Nina gave us a lot of music in a lot of different languages. But I was just completely enchanted. That's that's the word I'm going to use to describe the evening. <laughs> enchanted. I'm sure that double shot margarita helped. One thing that really stood out to me that Lettucey said was, Nina wanted to be loved fully and received fully as she was. And that really touched me, because I'm like, shit. That's how a lot of us feel. Sure to check out Lettucey's recent album, Lettucey Sings to Nina. I'm sorry, it's not recent. That came out in 2001. That came out July of 2001. Um, but be sure to check that out if you haven't already, especially if you're a Nina fan. I'm hung up. We're going to take a quick commercial break and then come back to the show. Hey there, you should try an app about sexual health and wellness for young Black and Latinx queer men and trans women. Get up to $490 by joining the HMP Stigma Research Study, which strives to amplify resilience through a mobile app where participants can find social support, engage with issues that matter to them, and access HIV testing, prevention, and care resources. To see if you qualify for the study, visit bit.ly forward slash HMP 2022 or call toll free 
1-800-273-5752. This research study is funded by the National Institute on Minority Health and Health Disparities and led by the University of North Carolina and the University of Pennsylvania. Parents, please be mindful when you make the decision to post pictures of your children online. Especially when, because some of y'all create pages for them where the, the whole page is just them. If you do decide to do that, pay attention to the likes, the shares, and the saves. Yes, the saves too. Be up on those insights and stats because there's a lot of sickles out here preying on children. Okay, and a lot of the heteros and the, and the um, homophobes, the transphobes, like dependent on us, the gay community. No, it's not us. That's a distraction to get you to to, to get you to look away while they do it. Okay, <laughs> some of y'all letting the enemy in the back door. Some of y'all sleeping with the enemy and don't even know it. Or you just refusing to acknowledge it. Check this video out. It was on Instagram. If your children are on social media and you haven't heard the story about what's going on with Ren, you need to listen up. Ren is three and she's absolutely adorable. Absolutely adorable. Her mom posts lots and lots of videos and they have 17.3 million followers on TikTok, which... I had a hard time wrapping my head around. It's just videos of a toddler. What moms are noticing is how many times these videos of Ren are being saved. I'm not sure if you can actually see this when my icons show up here, but this has been saved 10,000 times. This one, crop top, has been saved 45,000 times. Ren eating a hot dog at a fair 375,000 times. Then people started noticing what happens when you type Ren into the search bar. All these searches come up and that's obviously the top searches for this thing. Um, most of them are gone now, but some of them were like Ren scandalous outfits. She's three. One that still pops up is Ren Pickle. People started noticing really disgusting comments that men were leaving and um, they got really, really upset about it. Now, I'm not going to post any of the really disgusting comments, um, but I did notice that somebody posted this. She is so mature for her age. And I started thinking about why was this comment bad? And then I realized I actually posted a video of my own daughter on my TikTok. My daughter does not have a TikTok because of all the disgusting things that happen on TikTok. But my daughter was doing the 321 bang challenge and I posted it. And I got this comment. Your daughter is kind of cute. Not gonna lie. Hey, Seuss. I thought that comment was innocent when it was posted, but it's not. I realized that the video of my daughter had been saved way too many times. So I removed the video and then I went to her Instagram page, which is private. And I found accounts like this that were following my daughter. My daughter is 12 and a half. The issue with all of the saves and the follows are that people are watching your children and doing disgusting things. <sighs> Protect your kids. Protect your kids. 
because we know this government ain't. So yesterday, the charges for the death of Breonna Taylor were announced. And as, you know, unsurprising as it was to hear that it was all a setup, the officers lied and tried to cover it up, lied to investigators. It was still kind of shocking to hear it. This is some wild shit. Earlier today, I spoke with the family of Brianna Taylor. This morning, they were informed that the Justice Department has charged four current and former Louisville Metro Police Department officers with federal crimes related to Ms. Taylor's death. Those alleged crimes include civil rights offenses, unlawful conspiracies, unconstitutional use of force, and obstruction offenses. The four defendants were charged through two separate indictments and one information. I'm going to begin today by discussing the civil rights offenses that stem from the falsification of a search warrant. We allege that these offenses resulted in Ms. Taylor's death. We allege that the defendants knew their actions in falsifying the affidavit could create a dangerous situation. And we allege these unlawful acts resulted in Ms. Taylor's death. The charges announced today also allege that the officers responsible for falsifying the affidavit that led to the search took steps to cover up their unlawful conduct after Ms. Taylor was killed. We allege that defendants Jaynes and Goodlett conspired to knowingly falsify an investigative document that was created after Ms. Taylor's death. We also allege that they conspired to mislead federal, state, and local authorities who were investigating the incident. For example, we allege that in May 2020, those two defendants met in a garage where they agreed to tell investigators a false story. This indictment separately alleges that defendant Meany lied to the FBI during its investigation of this matter. That was U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland that you just heard who read off the charges. Something Garland said that really stood out to me. He said, we allege that the defendants knew their actions in falsifying the affidavit could create a dangerous situation. And we allege these unlawful acts resulted in Ms. Taylor's death. Yes, the officers, this was premeditated. They said, let's go get them. They created the affidavit. They falsified the search warrant so they could go get them. According to Time.com, Taylor supporters see justice in the officers being charged. That's Joshua James, Kyle Meany, Brett Hankinson, and Kelly Godlett. Supporters are seeing that this is justice. What do you all think? I'd be interested to know. Write in or DM. A lot of people online are speculating that gentrification was behind this and that Brianna, her home, was a target. The mayor of Louisville, Kentucky, started a hit squad to harass people of color in poor neighborhoods. The house that Brianna Taylor was renting from was sitting in the middle of a gentrification project that the mayor's developer buddies need to get rid of before they could start construction. So after cops arrested an actual drug dealer 10 miles and 10 minutes after, they faked a search warrant to go harass Breonna Taylor. Those alleged crimes include civil rights offenses, 
unlawful conspiracies, unconstitutional use of force, and obstruction offenses. We allege that the defendants knew their actions in falsifying the affidavit could create a dangerous situation. Yeah, the dangerous situation was getting Breonna Taylor shot so the city could buy her house for a dollar. What, you thought I made that number up? Without a lawful objective justifying the use of deadly force, defendant Hankison traveled away from Ms. Taylor's doorway to the side of the building and fired 10 shots. Wow, we are definitely grateful for justice being served and these officers being held accountable. There's so many more officers that need to be held accountable. Number one, for the death of other black men and black women, black children. And number two, we would much rather be celebrating Breonna Taylor's birthday and not going through this, seeking justice for her death. June 5th, that just passed, would have been Breonna Taylor's 29th birthday. I'm hanging up. So just a few quick reminders before I get out of here. If you're a business owner and you would like me to do a product review here on the Hung Up Podcast, or if you would like to place an ad in the show or on the Instagram page, go to the Instagram account at Hung Up Pod and send me a DM or hit the contact button and email the show. I want you all to, if you're on Instagram, follow at Hung Up Pod, that's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D, because I'm going to be doing much more live content. There's already plenty for you to see, but there's some cool and exciting things coming up for the Hung Up Podcast here in the near future. So be sure to tap in on the Instagram page at Hung Up Pod. And as always, I appreciate y'all for tuning in and listening. Have you gotten your Support Me Bitch t-shirt yet? Tap that bio link and check out the Hunga Pod merch store. Get you some merch. That all goes toward keeping this platform going. And I appreciate that love and support. I am your host. I am your producer of the Hunga Podcast, Eric Cole. Y'all enjoy the rest of your weekend. And check out P-Valley. New episode just dropped. I have not watched it yet because I didn't want to because I would have been running my mouth about that. (laughs) And I didn't want to spoil it because it just came out and a lot of you haven't seen it yet. So be sure to check that out before tonight ends. All right. And I'll talk to y'all soon. Peace. I think you like funny or something like, you know what the fuck you be doing? Like, First of all, when I tell you to motherfucking call me, you're supposed to fucking call me. You don't never answer my motherfucking FaceTime calls. You don't never even call my phone no more. You know, you always want to talk to oh, I'm work. Oh, I'm on the phone with my mama. Like, knowing you just be motherfucking lying. Like, that shit just be blowing me. Like, first of all, I don't ever motherfucking act like I'm a regular-ass nigga because it never motherfucking gave that. So just motherfucking know that I'm done with you and we're not going to continue to motherfucking do this. And I'm not going to... Wait, I am done with you. I'm not going to fucking explain myself either. Like, what?